Hello out there in podcast land and welcome back to Spoilers, your bad movie review show on the Rat Pack Podcast Network, where hosts have lots of opinions but zero credentials. Each week we watch a movie, usually a bad one, we crack a couple jokes, we give our insight into the film, and we play a couple games at the end. I'm your host, Adam. I'm joined by the cowboy. Yeah, that's me. There he is. And uh, cowboy, that's what it says. That's what my name says on the screen yes, there. Yes, it does. And we have Maestro as well. Cow- cowboy. <laughs> Scott, look at that. Okay. I've got teeth. I've uh, I've made the mistake of transferring our recordings over to Zoom, and they're enjoying themselves way too much. And so this is not going to be distracting at all. Let's get into the podcast. This week, uh, we continue our quarantine block of episodes, but more importantly, this is our thankful series for the month of Thanksgiving. The month of Thanksgiving? Yeah, that's fine. We all get to pick a movie that we are actually genuinely thankful for, and we're going to talk about it. It is my choice next, so I have chosen, from the year 2000, Snatch. Love it. Snatch. This is directed by Guy Ritchie. It stars Benicio Del Toro, Dennis Farina, Vinnie Jones, Brad Pitts, Raid Serbejizaj. Hmm. No, that's definitely pronounced wrong. Jason Statham and Alan Ford. This is a quick synopsis, and we'll get into our thoughts of the movie unscrupulous boxing promoters, violent bookmakers, a Russian gangster, incompetent amateur robbers, and supposedly Jewish jewelers fight to track down a priceless stolen diamond. All right. I hope the answer is yes. Uh, have you guys seen this movie before? Bonjour. Yeah? Okay. I had a feeling you did. Well, I, ha- I had to see it. I had to do the podcast. So, so before yeah. this, you'd never seen this movie? Oh, yeah, I have. Oh, okay, you bastard. <laughs> I I love this movie from the first time I ever saw it. And I, I've i watched it twice already this year, uh, maybe even three times. It, it's just, it's, there's never a moment where I will not be willing to watch this movie. All right, you want to watch the movie right now? Uh, after the podcast, sure. We can put it on. Oh, you, uh, you, I think, <laughs> I, I think you, you had a hard on for the name of this movie. <laughs> oh, uh, no. Uh, th- there was a, another snatch that came out uh, a couple of years ago. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Another movie named Snatch that came out. I think it was trying to follow in the footsteps of this one. I don't know. I never saw it. I didn't want to see anything that was going to try to come after this. Mm. The thing. Okay. <laughs> so I, I, I love this movie. I, everything about it is 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 wonderful to me. The 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 way that they use the music, the all the actors, the storyline the the way of speaking i'm enamored with the way that they speak in this movie the the little kind of turns of phrases super sarcasm towards everybody it's oh it's a beautiful thing uh but that's me that's why i chose this movie uh so what uh, you you guys what are you your thoughts as as if if we were to watch this in the theater walking out of the theater what's the first thing you want to talk about in a group of pigs really destroy a body within that amount of time. I, it depends I, how, how many you have. It takes uh, 16 uh, pigs to devour a body in a couple hours. Th- this is not the first time I've heard this as a means of disposal. Uh, it was in Deadwood. Uh, they had, there was a guy, uh, one of the, the Asian guy had a bunch of pigs. That's where they would get rid of the bodies. It was also in Hannibal, the, the TV series. It was the same kind of thing. And, and also Hannibal, the movie, I believe. Or was it the, one of the Hannibal movies. 
that's how they used to get rid of bodies is with pigs. So beware of a pig farmer. Yeah, that's from those three accounts. Movies, <laughs> I'm basing it as a fact. <laughs> well, maybe you can answer this one. Uh, if a dog swallowed a squeaker toy, would it Ooh. actually squeak every time it tried to bark? <laughs> Have you seen that in other movies? Um, I, I wouldn't say yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how this would have to be a very specific squeaky toy in I mean, which it's it's hilarious, but you would think that if it swallowed a squeaky toy, the part where the squeak noise came out of the squeaker toy would have to be facing outward. Right. Otherwise yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. It, it probably had it had to in order for this to work, there had to be two holes on either side of the squeaky toy and it had to land in a way that the dog could still breathe. Air could pass in and out of it, but as it did, uh, or as he barked and his neck muscles contracted. That's what made the squeak. <laughs> but if that were the case, he'd also no one be able to breathe. Right. Yeah. So that's why, for in order for this to work properly, it there needs to be holes on both sides of the squeaky toy. I guess. I don't know. It's it's. I'm sure it's not really possible, but it's pretty damn funny. Have has any of you guys ever opened up a squeaky toy to see what it does? Squeaks. No. I, I, well, I, obviously, but how it works. I think the squeaking mechanism is just where the air comes out of. Yes. It's like whistling. Uh, it, it, my dog likes to rip squeaky toys apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, not like the one in the movie, but uh, most of her toys, stuffed animals, have squeakers in it. Mm-hmm. And she rips open the stuffed animal and pulls the squeaker out. And all it is is this little plastic-like uh, bubble that has a small little opening. And when it squeezes, it pushes the air out at such a velocity that it squeaks right it's like like a kazoo or like even a balloon if you open up a balloon while, while holding it like taut where the opening is the, as the air escapes it does like a that same kind of squeaky or sometimes farting uh piccolo peak yeah whoopee cushions these this is all the same kind of thing that it's nothing about it is making the noise except for the way that the air is escaping causing yes. the noise Like a little chicken, like you know those little chickens. You know, <laughs> the yeah. toy chick. Yeah, it's just I love the, those it's, things. It's the thing that's these in the mouth. Funny. Yeah, it's a very small apparatus. Yeah, it's funny I'm chickens. Like, now I don't know if you guys uh, caught this, but the intro for this movie is the inspiration for the intro that we did over at uh, Drumbox. Where it was kind of like a video thing, it pauses, it puts the name, and then it goes to the next name. I got that from this movie. I I I, I love that intro. I've always wanted to do an intro like that, and finally I was able to do one in Drumbox. I did my own little twist on it. We did, had a uh, comic book style effect to it, just because nerd. So you like stole it. So your version was like stealing this and the beginning or parts of Sin City, kind of. Uh, sure. I'd say is not stealing, but reappropriating. It was just something that I, I I took very quickly for my own purposes. Mine would say that I snatched it. <laughs> mm. Don't shake your head at me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's I, I love in, movies that do that intro. Like even uh, was it uh, the rundown, the the rock movie? Yeah, where there was there was a kind of a scene of that where it showed. Uh, it paused. It gave stats, and it did this cool little yeah. thing. I, I love movies that do that, where it pauses, little in- explanation, and moving on. I, I don't know why I enjoy that so much, but I, I really, really do. So that was the 
inspiration. Yeah. Hey. hey. Oh. Again, make sure this is this video will not be released to anybody. So this is a, just a huge waste of time. What? <laughs> He's got you a like puppet. Dogs. He's got a puppet. Yeah. All right. What did you, you think about the uh, the, the pikeys here? The gypsies. That they were the best part of the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> Loved the pikeys. How, how much of it were you able to actually understand? I like dags. Okay. <laughs> I, I think it's my multiple, multiple watchings, but I, I think I got about 90% of everything that was said. Uh, didn't, didn't he – did they do the subtitles in it or no? No, I hate subtitles. I don't like reading. You know this about me. <laughs> but because Annie was – as I was watching this with her the, the last couple times because she's watched it three times now because she forgets that she saw it and then I get upset that she hasn't seen it and I put it on. She's like, no, I have seen this. Well, it's too late. It's on now. And we're watching it all the way through. <laughs> So I, I would have I would pause and they're like this is what he said this is what he said and he's like oh okay I don't know I think I just speak Pikey now all of a sudden after my thousands of viewings of this you should try and actually like talk like that oh no I can yeah you can. <laughs> I'd have to practice quite a bit no you just run a little quicker yeah. <laughs> the uh, so so since we're going to talk about the Pikeys here the, the first time we meet Brad Pitt when they, when they go to the 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 gypsy camp. Uh, he's taking a shit behind a truck. Is is what he's <laughs> what's happening? He, he looks up, oh, pulls his pants up, zips up, comes out, comes around. Hey, what are you guys doing here? Like, oh, look at the size of that guy. That was a little nice thing that I, I don't think I noticed the first couple times, but I, I definitely have noticed it every time after that. And the, I, I would have to say, uh, yeah. I, I like the movie, but um, this was probably only the third time I've ever seen the movie. Mm. Um. I, I don't jack off to it like Adam does, but um, <laughs> I, I do enjoy the movie. And I don't know. It's like the beginning of the movie, I got it eventually the, the, the this time, but the first couple times I saw it, it was kind of hard to – because it jumps around a lot. It does. It, it jumps around a lot, and especially the beginning of the movie, they're introducing all these characters – you know, yeah. they put their name in front of them, you know, Boris, blah, blah, blah. And you don't really know exactly how they fit in mm-hmm. until later on. Right. And then it just becomes one big clusterfuck circle jerk. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, this, the same could be said about, uh, well, we're, we're going to be doing a movie later on. Uh, Hollywood has a movie, a thankful movie, uh, Pulp Fiction, which we'll be doing, I think, in two weeks. But... The, the same kind of, I think, premise where they're showing little bits of a bunch of people and like how are they connected and then eventually they all start connecting and then it, it's it's I think it's a it's a nice clever way to tell stories, uh, especially if if you do the story from front to back maybe it's not as interesting as doing it this way. What about back to front? Oh, like Memento. That was a fantastic movie. What about flipping it inside out and doing it front to back and then back to front again? Oh boy. I like that movie, Inside Out. That was a good movie. It was. Yeah. Well, I wasn't talking about that one. I was actually talking about Big Hero 6. Oh, I thought you talking about Inner Space. Uh, mm. Secret Life of Pets? Okay. <laughs> so, you've got the Brad Pitt thing. Uh, I, I, I liked the the first time we see Brad Pitt fight, uh, or, or Mickey. We see Mickey fight, and he's going to fight Gorgeous George. And Gorgeous George is just being a dick right from the bat. Like he's trying to take off his jacket, he punches him. He keeps taking off his jacket, punches him again. 
he throws. And he's stretching. Him. Yeah, he, yeah, but he's just like whatever, no big deal. He's stretching while this is happening. I'm like, all right, all right, ready to fight? Here we go. And then wham, knocks him out. This is a bare knuckle champion. Yes. Oh my god. It's just, Brad Pitt to me in in this movie is it was the perfect character. Every, everybody though, all the characters I think were done perfectly. You could not replace him with anybody else, which is going to make the part of the game later very difficult. So this besides besides Mickey, my favorite character was Bullet Tooth. Yeah. Bullet Tooth Tony, yes, Bullet Tooth Tony. I love Bullet Tooth. Oh, Tony. he's the best. He's funny. I like him. Although I also like Boris. Boris is hilarious. Right. Yeah. My favorite part about Boris is the music. Every time he enters the scene, you hear the. It's just it's such a perfect. Like <laughs> I got a little bit of a Monty Python feel when <laughs> Bullet Tooth was killing Boris, and he yeah. kept going, "I'm not dead yet." <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, come on, man! Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, am I watching a Monty Python flick?" What? I think that, that's that's my favorite that stretch. Guy? My favorite stretch of that movie is is that where they they all go in the in the in the hallway. Uh, Abby, pull up your socks. Uh, then you just start shooting. Everybody's just, and then Boris is fuck you. <laughs> and then even though he gets like shot by tons of bullets, he still gets up out of the thing. Yeah. <laughs> They call him uh, uh, Boris the Bullet Boris Dodger. The Bullet Dodger. Why do they call him that? Because he, he dodges, dodges bullets, Abby. <laughs> oh, man. Is there any character in this movie that you could have done without? Probably Frankie Four Fingers. No. Yeah. He doesn't nope. do much. That's the thing. The, the, without him, there's no movie. He's got the fucking well, yeah. He's like You might as well just call him Mr. Body, dude. <laughs> yeah i think i think frankie four fingers you didn't need to have a very known actor to play that role but you could have gotten you could have gotten a nobody because there wasn't much he was just like a part it could have been nobody playing that yeah but he but he played it fantastically still my, i don't my, think so my, my favorite thing that he did was at the very beginning of the intro when you see the um they're all dressed as uh hasidic jews oh yeah and they're talking about basically the how the Christian religion was formed based off of a, a, a reading error or a translation error in, in the Bible, where it was meant to say young lady, but they translated it as virgin. And now there's a whole religion based off of this. And this, the, the, the whole conversation they're having while they're walking up to rob the, the diamond place, that was, that was fun. That was fun for me. How, how – okay, my question is, is those guys dressed up like that? And got into the diamond place. Were they expected to be there? Uh, somebody was expected to be there, and I think they took the place of the people that were expected to be there. And dressed up exactly like them, close enough with the uh, with the hair and the beard to hide enough facial features that they could easily be like, "Yeah, hey, I'm sure you're the guy." Yeah, I mean, like think of it this way. I mean, like if you actually, when was the last time you actually looked at a person and realized what kind of face they were when you don't never knew them? Well, I, I'm thinking like in a secure place like that, if somebody is being expected, they would have a profile on them. Well, they do because the, the, the guy that once they get to the, the room with the jewels, the guy said he asks, he calls him by name and then he's like, wait, you're not that guy. 
So the only person that actually has seen this guy is the guy in the room. Everybody else told him, hey, we're looking for a uh, Mr. Hasidic Jew man. And, oh, Mr. Hasidic Jew man's here. Send him through. He's here. He's here. Send him through. And not until he gets to the guy he's supposed to meet. Wait a second. You're not the same guy. Ah! And then, Aha! I said Hasidic Jew man, not Siri. <laughs> I think there's that Apple phone there. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I guess outside of that, he really isn't that necessary. But I do like the way that he plays it with the cigar. He's just kind of this uh, douchey guy. Uh, My favorite part about his whole things is the where it keeps cutting back to his his gambling. The Viva Las Vegas. Where it's like, yeah, he's a crazy person who obviously sucks at cards uh that's how he lost his finger that's why he's drinking four fingers things bet, bad bets yeah well if, if you're <laughs> if, if you're addicted to gambling enough to the point where avi has to tell him no gambling okay please booby no gambling like, okay i hear you avi i see you avi it's it's yeah it's it's just the you're not gonna pass up opportunity like that which is why yeah. boris takes that chance I don't understand. Okay, um, the guys in the car, the the getaway guy, the big dude. What was his name? Tyrone. 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 Okay, they're in the car, and he's the getaway driver, and he backs up and he hits the van, right? Yeah. Which knocks Frankie Four Fingers on his butt. Yeah. He could have gotten out the front of the van. He was unconscious. I think he was. He was te- temporarily knocked unconscious uh, for whatever. 10 minutes while they were inside the the uh, the bookies got it okay but uh, that, I, I love that as well where he, when he hits the truck I'm like what the fuck it came from a funny angle it was behind, <laughs> it was you. behind you when you're backing up things come from behind you <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot yeah. of funny parts to this movie yeah oh, I love it and, about, and when, he, when he's in the car he's, about that man that looks like he's fast yeah <laughs> This is a getaway driver. What the fuck could he get away from? <laughs> it took him like two minutes to get out of the car. <laughs> In the, uh, the surveillance video from when they were trying to rob the bookie store mm-hmm. or the bookie uh, clerk. Yeah. They didn't notice. They didn't recognize the two guys, Vinny and, and whatever his name is. Uh, Soul Solomon. Soul. They didn't recognize them. But as soon as the fat guy opens the door, they're like, Fucking Tyrone. Yeah. You silly fat bastard. <laughs> yeah. And they were <laughs> they got locked in uh and they're trying to blast the door open because they won't open. They're they're pushing on it the entire time it was a pull. <laughs> that was just a stupid like oh my of course. These guys are idiots. And apparently it's bulletproof glass because the bullets are flying all over the place. Yeah, well, it's a bookies. They got they have a lot of money in there, so they, there's some protection. The same way that at the pawn shop, there's like a, a door and a gate. They have that cage that they used to have in the jewelry stores back in the day, where you had mm-hmm. to come in, then they rung you in to get in. Uh, but they never really used that. It was kind of just open all the time. People could walk right into that pawn shop. That security's really not used for anything. Uh but yeah, the uh, the Vinny and Soul, their 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 conversations, fantastic. These guys are obviously idiots. They're they're good at pawning. They, they and that maybe that's it, appraising jewels. But horrible criminals. But 
I guess, uh, and I've always wondered why Boris would hire these guys to do a job, but it's also they're probably the only guys dumb enough to take this job to rob a bookies, which was owned by Bricktop, which is not something you want to be. Uh, you don't want to make him upset, right? Uh, let's see what else? Uh, how about Avi? What do you think about Avi? <laughs> sit down and shut up, yeah. you. <laughs> shut up and sit down, you big bald fuck. <laughs> He's got great lines as well. Oh yeah, didn't he? Didn't he have several different uh, um, bits in different movies were very similar? Yes, he, uh, as a Dennis Farina usually plays this, this kind of uh, character, and it's it's perfect. Where he just doesn't give a fuck. He's very sarcastic. Uh, he's used to getting things done a certain way, mm-hmm. and it's just it's it's perfect. And the sarcasm, so much sarcasm. The uh, we're going to London, London, yeah, London, London, yeah. Fish and chips, cup of tea, bad food, worse weather, Mary fucking Poppins, London. I love it. <laughs> everything, everything he says is just so biting. Just like, all right, you're all the worst. You've seen this movie before. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but then he can't understand anybody. English. You guys invented the fucking language, but nobody seems to speak it. <laughs> can't, can't understand anything. Because all the little terms they keep using, uh, that foreign to us Americans. Uh, Aluminium. Right. Yeah, precisely how way, it's spelled. Nah, not in England, not in America. Mm, we talked about it's, Was this after it, the podcast it, it, last week? It, yeah, it's actually spelled aluminum in the United States. It's spelled aluminium over there. That's true. Are you sure? Absolutely. Look at the Look box it up. of aluminum foil. Yeah. There's <laughs> no I in there. Are you sure it's not just a brand? No, it's the, it, no. The, the, we, we found a web page. I think it was a Wikipedia page, so maybe it's not reliable, but I would assume <laughs> that that's fine. Where it does talk about that. It's spelled two different ways. Yep. We spell it one way in the United States, they spell it in another way over there. Like uh, color. We spell it C O L O R, and I think it's in France, it's C O L O U R, color. Or, or theater, it's, you know, they have it. Uh, R E at the end instead of E R. Oh uh, right, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else I got here. The periwinkle blue. That's one of my favorite things as well. As, as far as Brad Pitt goes, anyway, when he's, they're trying to get the, uh, the they're, they're doing the, the the hair coursing, where they the the dogs try to catch a rabbit, and if the rabbit gets caught, it gets fucked, proper fucked, uh, and. And the the whole negotiations break out of control, and like I, I want this caravan for me, ma. And uh, he runs through a bunch. This is the only part of the uh, of his speech that I don't know what the hell he's saying. He, he goes through the entire. Uh, he wants a matching copper contract and patching part. Oh, he's quite partial to the periwinkle blue. That's the, that's like the only part of that description of what he said. He wants. So the, the that's the ten percent that you don't understand from him. Yeah, that that okay. one area. Okay, so this is the this is what people this is what people are asking about aluminum and aluminium, and <laughs> what exactly is the truth behind it? The American Chemical Society (AC) has officially adopted the word aluminum in 1925, but in 1990, the International Union of Pure and Applied Chemistry accepted aluminium as the international standard. So, and so we land today with aluminum only used by America. And everywhere else in the world is aluminium. Okay. See, that's. I feel like that's exactly what I said. It's, I feel like it's like the metric in the English system. <laughs> well, it's just like saying Jaguar and Jaguar. 
or can or con as far as the film no, festival. No, 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 no. How do you say Jaguar? A Jaguar. Exactly. Only America says it that way, but it's not pronounced that way. Yeah, well, that's we don't care about everybody else. We just care about ourselves. We're and correct. That's you're wrong. That's the reason why I'm glad. I am so glad <laughs> that I can that I am reading all this stuff. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> uh, so uh, Vinny, uh, Bullet to Tony, uh, in this movie, Vinny Jones, uh, he's he's great at these kinds of roles. Have you seen him in anything else where he's like the main guy? Not the main guy, but a lot of supporting actor roles. He did do a movie where I think I think it was actually called Vinny or something like that, where he was the main character, and uh, it just it didn't work as well. It's he's he's better as one of these I think side characters where he plays off everybody else, but doesn't the whole thing doesn't rely upon him. He makes everything better by kind of being a he's part an of accent it. Accent character. Yes, exactly right. Perfect way to put it. Accent character. Look at you, man. Uh, what else I got? Yeah, so th- th- that's when we first meet him. Uh, he's slamming somebody's head <laughs> with his car, super <laughs> pissed off. Comes in, bonjour. It's very, very. Ah, uh, because he he can. I think he can. Hmm. Why don't you be about, uh, a little bit about you there, Maestro? Where it's when it's required, real tough. But also when it's not required, you could be a teddy bear. And I, I think I think Vinny could easily play a, an affable character where it's just kind of like an shucks kind of or or at least not a vicious person like he usually plays he can ah, play it straight so and be be good at it i think let me check i'll, I'll take a look to see if there's any movies about that i actually might want to do one of those later there, so, there's one where i think it was called Vinny. where he's the main character and one of the uh, main bad guys was a boxer a, a, a famous boxer at some point i forget his name now Anyway, I saw it a long time ago. My uh, favorite scene in the whole movie is when Vinny and Saul and Tyrone uh, are trying to get the trying to get Boris from uh, Bullet to Tony, and they have the replica guns. Oh yeah, the replica. I have that down. <laughs> That whole that whole monologue that Bullet Two Tony has, yes, tell me your guns say replica down the side, where yeah. mine says Desert, Desert Eagle point five zero. So and it shows it, and the whole speech about, oh, you must be the big dick. Yeah, <laughs> the whole monologue is just fucking. It's crazy. perfect. You're the big dick. You thought you smelled some good pussy, so you brought your balls along with you. Now you realize there's no pussy here. <laughs> just those that made you wish you were. Uh, or female. And <laughs> once you realize that you have replica inside of yours, I have those eagle inside of mine, you're starting to shrink and your balls are shrinking with you. <laughs> and they're all just kind of, and as they leave, they're so terrified. Lock the door. We got to get out of here. Don't let them follow us. And then that's when the shootout thing happens in the scene with Boris. Well, fuck you. <laughs> and Tyrone got lucky. Yeah. Oh my God. And in and, and this the the reason we got to this scene is also one of my favorite things where they're they're all in their cars and they're all driving to certain places and they all happen to be in the same place at the same time so the chain of events is first uh, turkish is telling uh tommy uh, they're talking about bullshit bullshit tommy's telling him you shouldn't drink milk uh humans aren't, aren't able to uh what do you call it 
processed milk in our bodies. So he takes the milk, throws it out the window. It then hits Bullet Tooth Tony's car. Uh, uh, we don't know that yet. No, no, yeah, but the, the order. <laughs> that, that, yeah. <laughs> See, you just hear an accident happen. Yeah, because it, it, everything's happening in reverse order. And then once you see it all come together, it's it's beautiful. But the actual order is milk goes out, <laughs> Tony crashes, Boris gets out of the car, starts walking, and then that's when he's, <laughs> he gets hit by Tyrone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the oh. way they set that up was great. I, I have to admit, that was... And as, as soon as you see Boris walking around the street, <laughs> every time the music comes on, it just brings me so much joy because <laughs> you know Boris is up to something somehow. <laughs> and at the same time, once they realize Boris is the key to all this, we got to find Boris. Well, we're never going to find this guy. He's a very sneaky Russian. And then he's in the store downstairs in the jewelry shop. <laughs> and they, they go to Boris's house because he's going to get Tommy a, a real gun, yeah. one that shoots. And then Boris comes up behind him and pushes him out of the way and goes to his house. And- yeah. <laughs> oh, it's perfect. Good times. Yeah. Because Boris uh, stole Tommy a, a shitty gun, apparently. It's heavy. Sign of reliability. If it does not work, you can always hit him with it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. My God. So the basic storyline of everything is there's a diamond they're trying to get. Everybody's trying to get this diamond now. Uh, meanwhile, the Pikes are plotting a revenge against Bricktop. Because Bricktop... Oh, we haven't talked about Bricktop yet. Was he... Did he come across as intimidating to you? Um... Uh- him himself, I think what was intimidating about him was his, his glasses. Yes. Uh, very scary glasses. Uh, <laughs> was his um, notoriety. Mm. You know, he was, you know, he's he's the trigger puller, you know, and he's got all these guns around him that do all his dirty work. And but his his notoriety is what makes him feared. Yeah, also ruthless though. It came across to me very much so that this is not the guy you want to cross because he will destroy you your entire want, life. You, you don't want to get into his pocket, right? You don't want to be in his pocket. Yes. Okay, so there's this film that came out. I'm not sure how well it was is received, but it's called Kill Kane, and this film had Benny Jones in it as the main actor. Oh, okay. I am interested. All right. He plays the good guy. Uh, oh, we, oh, wait. We, we saw him last year, right? In the Midnight Meat Train? Yes. Okay. That's right. Uh, so, what about you, Misha? What's, uh, what would be one, uh, your favorite scene or one of your favorite scenes from this movie? For Bricktop? For, no, it's just, just the scenes. We'll, we'll get back to Bricktop in a second, but okay. we, we haven't heard from you as far as scenes that you liked. And, uh, no, okay. All right. Let's see here. Um, I've always been a fan of the bullet tooth Tony bit with uh, Tyrone and the group. And then after what he does with, uh, the bullet Dodger. Oh, okay. So yeah. So the, the hallway and the yeah. replica, that one's, that's just hilarious. I enjoyed that a lot. And I do like, um, the part where, uh, Turkish and Tommy realized that they were taken for a, a, a round because, uh, the, 
the the pikey actually did them once over and did everything in itself and made tons of money doing it too yes yeah that was that was brilliant because because bricktop uh is this is kind of like a mafia boss almost kind of thing he, he runs whatever area this is he has his hands in everything and one of those things is unlicensed boxing which is a big theme in the movie and i guess he's promising his investors uh Here's a fight. This guy's going to go down to the fourth. You'll make your money back. The Pikey ends up screwing it up pretty bad. And then they end up using the Pikey. But he doesn't want to fight, so they go to his house and they burn the trailer uh, with his mom inside of it as, hey, don't fuck with us. Like, ah. Oh. So Mickey's, all right, I'll do, I'll do what you want to do as long as nobody else gets hurt. But then it turns out the entire time they've been planning everything out. So they basically Bricktop and all those guys get taken out. The Pikeys win a bunch of money, and then uh, uh, Statham. What's his name in this movie? God damn it, Turkish. Turkish. Uh, Turkish and and Tommy go back to where the where the the gypsy camp was to try to find Mickey. Everything's gone except for the dog. The dog is here now. Daisy. Oh. Yeah. Oh, we forgot to talk about how the dog. This is also brilliant. So the, the the diamond eventually, uh, they get it from Frankie Four Fingers. They bring him back to the house. He's got a tea cozy on his head uh, for some reason, and <laughs> Boris ends up chopping his arm off because he has to kill him because he says his name. And I love Boris. He does, he does this kind of thing as he moves out. All right, the body is yours. Ten thousand dollars is yours. And if I ever see you guys again. You motherfuckers. <laughs> it does kind of like a – supposed to be intimidating, but really it's not. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so the diamond eventually goes back. Sol and, and, and Vinny have the diamond. It's in his pants. Ivy comes out. And this, this is – Bluetooth Tony is like the baddest ass of all badasses in this world. And then he gets shot on accident by Avi because the dog has – snatched the diamond and this is where the movie title comes from snatch the dog keeps snatching and so the dog bites the diamond gets it and now <laughs> abby's firing wildly trying to kill the dog and like all right come on let's go <laughs> let's go tony tony he's dead and he's, he hops a plane right back to new york but before <laughs> he, get, he gets the customs anything to declare yeah don't go to fucking london <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the dog has a diamond and uh, Tommy and Turkish find the dog and that's basically where the movie kind of ends oh, good times I got the uh, the authorities show up at the campsite and start asking Turkish oh, yeah. and uh, Tommy well why are you guys out here and he's like why are you out here and then he shows them the badge like oh uh, we're just uh, getting our dog uh, go, go get the dog, Tommy. Come here, Daisy. And he's running after the dog. <laughs> Daisy, Daisy. Oh, he loves that dog. He really loves that dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh. Fun, fun, fun. I don't remember. How did they find out that the dog had that diamond in it? They didn't show that, did they? No, I just eventually probably passed it. I don't know. I don't think you'd pass something like that. Maybe no, no, no. Wait, no, no. I remember now. They took the dog to the vet and they ended up Okay, now I remember. They took the dog to the vet and they had all this shit lodged in him and the diamond and they did surgery and Yeah, yeah. 
because I'm assuming they took it to the vet to get rid of the squeaky noise. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then they found the diamond inside while it was happening. Yeah. And then, and then uh, what's his name? Avi and the other guy end up haggling over the diamond. I've got right. somebody who's got an 85 carat diamond. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. And then boom. Hey, and hey, oh, the, the music too. The, throughout the entire piece was perfect. I, I, if I hear these any of these songs outside of this movie, it takes me right to this movie. Like uh, Lucky Star, I can't I can't hear that without picturing Bullet Tooth Tony in the strip club getting shot. I shoot you, you go down. <laughs> uh. All right. You got anything else there, guys? You want to talk about before we move on? No, it's a great movie. Yeah, it's, yeah. enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. I want to watch it again. I already watched it this I morning. Watch, I need to watch it again. I want to watch Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. Yes. This this movie came after Lockstock and Two Smoking yes. Barrels, which had a lot of the same characters in it. Yes. It had, it had uh, I believe it had Turkish. It had Bricktop. It had Vinny. Vinny Jones. Yep. So, you guys ever see that movie, uh, Smoking Aces? Yes. This is a good movie, too. I yeah. enjoyed that one. Yeah. It kind of had the same type of twist, so all kind of characters coming together. You know, that's, like that. that's like a guilty pleasure for me. It's like, I know I shouldn't like this movie, but how am I not going to like this? <laughs> There's so much action, so much good things. Uh, I think it would have been better if uh, Ari Gold, whoever, I forget his name. The guy that played Ari Gold in uh, ooh, the HBO uh, Entourage. He was he was one of the main guys in that. Uh, Ari? Yeah. I don't I don't know. He talks too much. Yeah. His, his character is only one that I, I would have wanted to pull out of it. All the other characters I think were fun. Like the the guy that plays the Blob in uh, the X Men. He's good in everything he does. Yeah, I like him quite a I bit. See him, I even seen him in those B-rated TV shows he's in. Those are pretty good too. I just saw a Nicolas Cage movie over the weekend. <sighs> Which one? I oh, it's about a jaguar. 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 It's a, it's a, uh, <laughs> Cage plays this kind of hunter poacher who he finds his jaguar in the in the jungle and he's going to sell it to a zoo for like a bazillion dollars. And he's taking the jaguar back to America on a boat. But also on the boat is this super dangerous criminal, which is the guy from The Blob. And now, which one's more dangerous, this escaped white jaguar or this guy? <laughs> oh, my God. It was it's, it was quite a Nicolas Cage movie. Good God. Come on. Yeah. All right. So let's move on. So we're going to go over some reviews now. Good and bad reviews from the top critics and the audience, so it'll help you, hopefully, with the game we're going to play after this, the Rotten Tomatoes game. For those of you familiar the scoring system on Rotten Tomatoes, it's an average score between 0 to 100 amongst the critics and the audience. 0 to 59 is rotten, 60 to 84 is fresh, 85 and up is certified fresh. So I'm going to give you two reviews each from the critics and the audience, good and bad, and have you guys guess the scores. Let's start with, let's start with the bad reviews from the top critics, just to get it out of the way. Okay. This is from Lisa Al Spector from Chicago Reader. Richie may be skilled at generating controlled chaos, but his surprise minute strategy ultimately holds no surprises. I disagree. Uh, this is Peter Rayner from New York Magazine slash Vulture. 
This may be one of the hazardous offshoots of the music video trained generation of movie makers. They confuse a diet of eye candy with a full meal. All right, that guy's high. Uh, good reviews. Wally Hammond from Time Out. Richie's follow-up to Lockstock is an even more craftily concocted underworld entertainment helped no end by the casting of Pitts as the bare-knuckle boxer Mickey. It's from Liam Lacey from Globe and Mail. Bouncing around in a world of bare-knuckle boxing, gypsy swindlers, pretend Jewish diamond merchants, indestructible Russian assassins, and a thug who disposes of bodies by feeding them to hungry pigs, Snatch has enough plots for a fair-sized cemetery. Hmm. That's a weird good one. All right. So those are good and bad reviews from the top critics. What do you think they rated this top critics? On my score is all in my named. Oh, look at you. Oh, that's really good. Using Zoom. Okay, okay. If you're gonna do that, I'll do that too. Okay. (laughs) Well, Mesha does that. I'm gonna stall. Uh, Cowboy has guessed seventy (laughs) nine percent. This was what he's saying for the tomato meter. The top critics. Uh, Mesha has guessed Buckfutter. (laughs) No, I bet you drew (laughs) Trebek. Oh, too soon. And the show has reached the new low. So, so, what's your guess there, Maestro? Um, 84. 84. 84 and 79. The tomato meter has this at 73%. Ooh. Fresh. All right. Now let's do the audience reviews. Uh, let's start with the bad reviews again because I don't like this. Uh, Joshua L. This is from 2008, by the way. The overuse of slow motion, fast cutting, titles, narration, split screen, unrealistic British voices, crappy wisecrack comedy, where the music stops after the punchline and you are supposed to be laughing, but all you hear is cricket noises. Uh, heavily inspired Quentin Tarantino movies never, ever comes together. Made for uneducated film fans. You are the worst, Joshua. Joshua L., you suck. All right, Stephen P., also 2008. This movie is from the same maker of Layer Cake, which is his later and best movie. I saw Layer Cake first, so I know the potential of this creator, and the roots are evident in Snatch. Unfortunately, Snatch has too much going on, and it starts with the overused, nonlinear beginning that has no purpose for this movie. That's kind of what you were saying there, Cowboy. It jumped around too much and didn't work for you. But I liked it. All right, good reviews from the audience. Katina P. Great movie with an independent following. You can watch this movie over and over again, and you discover something new that you hadn't seen previously. Everyone in this movie is screwing someone over. It is one con after another. If you figure out what the gypsies are saying, besides a periwinkle blue caravan, then you (laughs) are pretty. I highly recommend this movie. (laughs) All right, Tom B., Every time I see this, it gets funnier. I still couldn't explain the story to you, but it works nonetheless. We'll put together all the fancy editing and style fits perfectly. Guy Ritchie doing what he does best with fantastic performances throughout. All right. Those are the audience reviews, good and bad. What do you think the audience rated this movie? Scores are up. Scores. Oh, are they? All right. Yes, sir. <laughs> Cowboy has 89 
And Maestro has 75. This movie is rated Certified Fresh with 93%. You goddamn right. That's fantastic. I'm so glad the audience agrees with me. It's so good. All right. Paul Giamatti and Gary Oldman were not in this film. We like to play a little game where we put them in movies because generally they make them better. So... The rules are, if you put somebody in, you got to take somebody out. So, who would you put out? Who would you replace with Paul Giamatti or Gary Oldman? Um, I'd, go def- I'd go definitely with uh, putting um, Paul Giamatti as Frankie Fourfingers. I feel like, yeah, he did a good job at the very beginning, but after that, I mean, I could care less, but like, I feel like Oh, oh, oh. either uh, Oldman as Avi. What? You're going to take out Dennis Farina? How dare you? Only only reason why is because I wanted to see what he would do. Only reason why. Okay. (laughs) What about you, Cowboy? You got got thoughts? Um, I I agree with the – no, I I would like to see Paul Giamatti play Tyrone. Oh, I like that a lot. Oh, yes. Yeah, I, I, I could see him as a Tyrone. Okay. Wow. And then, and then as, as far as uh, Gary Oldman, um, I, dude, it's, it's tough. I, I think he would be awesome as a Pikey, not Mickey, but one of the Pikeys, <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> Because you you can't you can't take Brad Pitt out. You know, no, but, hell no. But, but to have him be like the supporting Pikey, yeah. He said, "Mom, <laughs> you know, <it's> like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he'll bet you for it." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can t- totally see him being a Pikey. All right. I originally I had uh, I had Giamatti as uh, Doug the Head, but. I do like your Tyrone idea a lot. So I'm switching it over to Tyrone. That is perfect. And then Oldman. Oh, I just had it and lost it. Damn it. Ugh. How upsetting. Want to have him as Bricktop? No, Bricktop needs to be Bricktop. Uh, Oldman. Oh, he's the um, the sidekick, the, the bodyguard for Avi. The one that gets his, uh, a knife through him. I want you to shoot okay. that guy in the face. Hey, the, the guy, the guy who played Bricktop, he was in Green Street Hooligans, wasn't he? Uh, it's possible. It sounds like a movie he would be in. That's Elijah Wood and some other guy. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't. I I wouldn't say, no, I no, no. Bullet Tooth Tony was in that movie. I think he's one of the Manchester United guys. I believe. Yeah. No. I, that was Euro Trip. Also, that one. <laughs> Uh, Damn it! Yeah. All right. I'm gonna to, I'm gonna have to look this up now. Okay. While you do that, I'm gonna do some trivia. All this right, is part of the show where I give you guys a little bits of facts or information you may not know about the movie. When Guy Ritchie told Brad Pitt that he would be playing a boxer, Pitt became concerned because he had just finished shooting Fight Club, and he did not want to play the same type of role again. Pitt took the role anyway because he wanted to work with Ritchie so badly. In fact, he sought out Ritchie, like, "Hey, I want to be in one of your movies." Uh. And then once he got in, when Richie found out that Brad Pitt couldn't master a London accent, he gave him the role of Mickey the Gypsy. So no accent needed. You just talk whatever the fuck you want to say. 
Uh, Brad Pitt's character and indecipherable speech was inspired by many critics' complaints about the accents of the characters in Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Guy Ritchie decided to counter the criticism by creating a character that not only couldn't be understood by the audience, but also couldn't be understood by the characters in the movie. That's fun. Oh, this is perfect. Every mistake that Sol, Vincent, and Tyrone make were inspired by various late-night TV shows about real-life crimes gone horribly wrong. So all these things actually happened to somebody. What? It wasn't just these... It wasn't made up for this. According to DVD commentary, Bo, the dog, was very difficult to work with. During the car scene with Vincent, Sol, and Tyrone, the dog was actually attacking Lenny James, and James was actually bitten in the crotch by the dog. But he didn't suffer any serious injury. The dog was replaced after that incident. Uh, Lenny James actually hit himself in his private parts with a shotgun while blasting a hole in the wall at the bookies, but continued the scene. This is the take that we see in the actual movie. That's fun. I got to watch that one again. I don't remember getting hit in the balls. I remember him getting hit backwards, but... All right. During the opening credits... Oh, here we go. This is a Tarantino reference. The Hasidic-clad diamond thieves are discussing the Virgin Mary. This is a reference to Reservoir Dogs, where during the opening scene, the thieves are discussing the Madonna song, Like a Virgin. Good times. Huh. I was wrong. Oh. Okay. He's not in Green Street Hooligans. It's somebody else. Ah, uh, that's a shame. Yeah. All right. Money makes the world go round. Let's put this film in perspective with other films that were released this year so we get a feel financially how it held up to its peers. The budget for this film was six million pounds, which translates to eight million U.S. dollars. What do you think the gross of this movie was? U.S. and foreign box offices combined. Worldwide box office gross. How about that? Okay. Because I know that you said it was right after um, Fight Club, so that was a big hit for Pitt. For Pitt. Yeah. I would say let's go with about 40 mil. 40 mil? Okay. What do you got there, cowboy? What was the budget again? $8 million. We're going to go 62. 62. In the U.S., this grossed $30.3 million. Foreign box office, $53.2 million, bringing the total to $83.6 million. Mm, bad night for Maestro. That's why my name is Winner Winner Chicken Dinner. <laughs> this film debuted on December 8th, 2000, in the U.S. with $28,000. Did not do well opening weekend. But it found its rhythm. This was the 82nd highest grossing film of 2000. Number one that year. From the year 2000. Uh, I hope this isn't the Jim Carrey version. It's uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I don't no, think... the Jim Carrey one was actually The Grinch. Oh, okay. Is this Michael Myers? Or is this a cartoon? Um, part of the cartoon. Because Did that came out in 2000? Or, no, no. Hold on. What, what, what did it come out? How the Grinch Stole Christmas from the year 2000. Bullet to Tony. The guy who played Bullet Tooth Tony, he's been in a lot of really good movies. Gone in 60 Seconds. Yes. He was in Swordfish. Yes. Uh, 
We talked about Swordfish. I almost did Swordfish for my Thankful movie, but because uh, we ended up doing Pulp Fiction, I didn't want to put a Travolta in there. Yeah, he was in, he was in Smoking Aces 2. No. By the uh, way, the, the movie that he was in, that he was a lead in, it's called Johnny Was. And the boxer that was also in the movie was Lennox Lewis. Ooh, Lennox Lewis, nice. Yeah, that was an interesting one. So, yeah, it was the Jim Carrey one. Oh, it was? Oh, boy. I have not seen any Grinch's anything. Not even the cartoon. No version of the Grinch I've ever seen in my entire life. What? Yeah. Wait, you've never heard of... You're a mean one. I I know the songs. I know what it's about. Heart grew, three sizes or something. Uh, But I've never actually seen a single Grinch film. Oh, Adam. Something tells me we're watching that for Christmas. Uh, nope. You, that, there's no Christmas choices uh, for you guys to pick. So <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, but like this this will be up to the listeners now. Oh hey, I see. did you know Bullet Two Tony was in an episode of Psych? Yes. yes. Interesting. <laughs> it was um Oh, is was, was it the movie Psych? No, he was in an episode. Okay. Um uh, confusing up uh, it doesn't matter. All right, anyway. That was 2000's Snatch by Guy Ritchie. Check he out was website. not in Green Street Hooligan, by the way. He's not? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, check out our website, ratpackpodcast.com slash spoilers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at Spoiler Show. Check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rat Pack Productions. Write to us via email, spoilers, at ratpack.productions for any questions, opinions, or movie requests. Please also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts so it helps us in the rankings. If you leave us a review... And a recommendation, that movie goes to the top of our list and watch it for any other movie. So if you do want the Grinch in there, that's the way to do it. All right, next week, our thankful series continues. It is now Cowboy's turn to yeah, pick a yeah. movie. And you have chosen. This one hits home, baby. I, I'm not surprised by this Crack pick open at that all. silver bullet. <laughs> <laughs> this, has, this is uh, Tom Cruise, uh, Paul Newman. From 1990, they're not playing pool. Thunder. What? It's a joke because it's Thunder. Tropic Thunder. No. 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 Damn it. <laughs> From 1990, <laughs> it is Days of Thunder. Yes. Is, is this NASCAR? Is this what's happening yes, in this movie? Yes, yes, it is. Okay. But, you know, I mean... Here's the thing, even if you're not into NASCAR, the movie and the action and the scenes and stuff like that, it's 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 amazing. You know the helmet that Tom Cruise wore in this movie sold at auction recently for I I wanna say it was about three hundred thousand dollars or something like that. Wow. You know you know uh my little rigs that I uh Yes made for my steering wheels for Xbox? Yeah. One of them is painted like the city Chevrolet car. In this movie. Oh. <laughs> was that intentional or was that just a coincidence that one of your racers now has no, the same no, colors? Intentional. Oh, um, okay. I, I did it intentional. In fact, uh, during NASCAR, they have a couple races during the year that are throwback races Well, the, where they're going to – they paint the cars like old school race cars like from back in the days or throwback paint schemes and stuff like that. Right. And uh, my, my favorite uh, driver now – um, used the paint scheme from this movie, Days of Thunder, the city Chevrolet car. Oh, and is that Byron Allen? Uh, William Byron. William Byron, damn it. 
us, right? Byron Allen's a comedian. I always mess that up. <laughs> every single time we talk about it, you <laughs> say the same thing. Sure. Every single time. You need to slow down and think before you say it. William Byron. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it's it's a great movie, and you know it gives you a, a look and. and a lot of the things are funny in it. I mean, we'll we'll save it for the podcast, but there's there's some funny shit in it. I, I remember seeing it once a long time ago, and I don't have any negative thoughts about it. So is, Nicole Kidman's in this too, right? Oh, is that right? I believe so. Well, She's the doctor. Okay. Yeah, they were married for a while, Tom Cruise and Kidman. Really? Mm-hmm. Not Nicole Kidman's with uh, Keith Urban. Oh, is that right? The, the country singer, yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. They're both from Australia. Come on. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I guess uh, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Put another <laughs> shrimp on the bobby. <laughs> like I haven't heard that a thousand times. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. Ziggy, 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 ziggy. All right. Uh, all right. So that was Snatch and watch Days of Thunder for next week. Until next time, I am Adam. I'm Cowboy. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yay! Bye! (laughs) Wait, wait, what?